It's 5 o'clock in pirate country, and it's time to get pumped up with the P-Man. hit the road. 94.3 The Game is going to get you home, and the P-Man's not holding back. Yes! Yes! Pirates win! Pirates win! Bring on the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Holy mackerel! Oh my goodness! The flagship station of the ECU Pirates. We're on the eve of the start of the Pirate football season. Excited about getting it done, and uh, we're thrilled to have uh, you with us here on the Get You to the Game Weekend edition of the Patrick Johnson uh, Show. Thanks for being along. Ben Byram is uh, producing. He'll have a 94.3 The Game sports update coming up for you in just a little bit. Uh, big show today as far as uh, guests and some fun we'll have. Uh, we're going to be uh, talking to Joe Giglio, 99.9 The Fan interview we did with him earlier today uh, from the NC State uh, perspective and just get Joe's thoughts on the matchup and some of the other games going on uh, around college football. Also, uh, we've got... Uh, for you, uh, great guest uh, Daniel Garcia. You know, we've talked to the folks at AEW Pro Wrestling, and uh, Daniel Garcia, one of the upcoming stars, uh, up-and-coming bright stars, and uh, we're going to have him. Uh, they've got their big pay-per-view event on uh, Sunday. So uh, after a full uh, weekend of college football on Saturday, uh, you can uh, check that out uh, on Sunday via pay-per-view. Stay tuned. After the show today, we're going to have our preseason pigskin preview from McGlohorn and Russell Attorneys at Law with uh, Henry Hinton, Matt Dodge, and Tony Collins. So that is uh, coming up tomorrow morning. Pirate Game Day Countdown will be on the air at 9 in the morning uh, from outside the Town Bank Tower. It's served up and fueled by Bush Light. Yours truly, the P-Man, will be there with uh, Terrence Copper. Uh, we'll also have our uh, cast of dozens on uh, hand to uh, help us uh, bring you the story of uh, ECU and NC State from a pregame perspective. So looking forward to that tomorrow here on uh, Pirate Game Day Countdown in 94.3 The Game. Then we will uh, link into uh, network coverage beginning at 11. 107.9 WNCT will join us, and we'll have East Carolina sports properties from Playfly coverage uh, of uh, ECU at NC State. The pregame, uh, Jeff Charles will be uh, down at the uh, uh, tent that they uh, have for uh, sponsors, and uh, he'll have lots of special interviews from there. I'll be on the pregame uh, with a scoreboard uh, preview and the NC State preview with Dave Dorn and Devin Leary. Uh, we'll also have for you uh, coming up uh, tomorrow during the course of the uh, coverage uh, in score updates. I'll be involved in those on the network, and uh, we will also see uh, uh, post game coverage for you uh, as well. We'll have it completely covered uh, on our radio stations locally, network wide, and then on our social media at 943 The Game on Twitter, our Facebook page, our Instagram, uh, the sites and the sounds and uh, the uh, plays of uh, Pirate uh, football for you tomorrow. Should be a great deal of fun. Really looking uh, forward uh, to that. So that is uh, what's going on tomorrow. A few uh, points of personal privilege here before we uh, move on to a couple of things. Tonight at uh, 8 o'clock on ESPN+, Plus, Jay Sunhalder, uh, ECU football alum, my great friend and colleague, and uh, also uh, got his career going here at IBX Media will be on the call for uh, ESPN, and uh, that will be at uh, ESPN+. Plus. He is uh, out there in Kansas uh, for uh, Tennessee Tech and uh, Kansas to open the college football season tonight. In fact, uh, Sonny actually uh, got a chance to tour uh, the Fog Fieldhouse and saw Joe Dooley 
the uh, ex-Pirate coach out there now at uh, Kansas, uh, back out there as an assistant on uh, Bill Self's staff. So sunny tonight on uh, on ESPN Plus coverage, 8 o'clock. I think that's uh, really cool, and we're really happy for uh, Jay. So uh, uh, good luck to Sonny uh, tonight uh, with that. Okay. Uh, we also have uh, something I wanted to mention. A uh, dear friend, uh, when I got started in this wild uh, radio business out of college, of course, I've been doing this since I was 17, and I'm, I'm not exactly uh, 25. And uh, so we had... Uh, when I graduated ECU, a couple of jobs. The second job I kind of took with a broadcast company out of school was uh, out with uh, the uh, ownership group uh, at the Outer Banks. I think it was Rick Lesh's group. I can't remember the name of the company. But uh, anyway, uh, I, I worked out there for uh, just a few months, and uh, one of the guys that uh, worked out there was a, a sweetheart of a guy. Uh, uh, Mark St. John was his uh, air name, Marco. Uh, and uh, he uh, unfortunately died yesterday. He'd had some health struggles, but he died in, a, in an automobile accident, I'm told, uh, yesterday. And a big NC State fan. He liked ECU, too, and, and had some funny stories about being in Greenville, but just a, a sweetheart of a man to me to a young uh, uh, Patrick Johnson was, was really welcoming and friendly and just fun to be around, and we'd got a chance about five years or so to catch up on the phone when I was still uh, working and doing uh, NCN Sports and uh, all of that. And, and uh, anyway, that was uh, the happenings. Uh, uh, sad to see that last night when I got back in from the uh, telecast I did for Sinclair uh, tonight. I've also got uh, coming up here in a little bit a, uh, a high school uh, game, uh, Clayton and uh, Wakefield and their great quarterback uh, who's being recruited to play receiver in, uh, in the secondary by everybody in the country, including ECU. Uh, that uh, have that for uh, radio in the Joko market uh, tonight. So uh, busy time, busy week, and uh, I tell you what, I uh, I just wanted to make mention of that. Uh, uh, corresponding with some old friends in radio about that uh, the last couple of days. Uh, anyway, uh, lots of good times, but certainly lots of uh, times for uh, remembrance and uh, and good memories for those who have left us. All right, uh, let's break, and when we come back, uh, we'll have a pirate report for you. Uh, And a lot more to come as we get going here on the Patrick Johnson Show on this Friday. We see you at NC State tomorrow. Time now for uh, some of the uh, audio that we've uh, amassed from the week, uh, talking about different uh, moments uh, in the game and how important uh, all of this is. Uh, Wanted to uh, get to uh, some audio that we had earlier in the week uh, via John Gilbert, who uh, talked about many things today with us on Talk of the Town, but uh, he talked about... Uh, earlier in the week, uh, the sales for this uh, game, 5,000 SPC sales for this uh, game uh, tomorrow. Uh, another encouraging number, we're at 5,000 uh, and climbing uh, quickly on our student pirate club. So we were at about 4,300 last year. So again, uh, expect that number uh, to continue to climb. Uh, we've got a healthy uh, student uh, pickup already on, on tickets. That number is right around 10,000 uh, and climbing. John Gilbert, uh, and uh, also talking uh, a little bit about earlier this uh, week, some of the other uh, aspects of uh, this, uh, the, uh, the season ticket threshold, which season tickets are still for uh, sale. John Gilbert on that. We're at 15,600 plus on uh, football season tickets you know, really encouraged about that number. 
uh, when Coach Houston and I first arrived, we were we were at twelve thousand five hundred. Uh, it just speaks to you know where uh, this program is today. So really thankful uh, for all those involved to get us to that. And John Gilbert says for the first time ever, Town Bank Tower is sold uh, out. The first time that this tower has been sold out since since it's opened. Uh, so. Uh, from a season standpoint, the Town Bank Tower is uh, is sold out. Williams Clark Club for the NC State game is also sold out. We have a few remaining tickets uh, in that area for subsequent games, but for for this weekend, uh, certainly sold out. Let's uh, hear from some of the players now. Miles Berry talking about how he feels about the sellout crowd. Yeah, I mean just that excitement coming back to Greenville, you know, uh, it, it hasn't been here for some time. And just knowing how um, ecstatic uh, Pirate Nation is and also a lot of NC State fans coming in town, but sold out crowd is, is what we play for, you know, so I'm, I'm ready to go. Thoughts on uh, entering the game from Miles Berry? Personally, I'm ecstatic, you know, just a great opponent coming in Dowdy Fit. Uh, for Pirate Nation, it's great for Greenville. You know, just ready to play and showcase showcase everything that we've been working hard for, but excited for game one. Continuing on with uh, today's Pirate Report here on the Patrick Johnson Show, uh, we uh, asked Miles Berry about preparing for NC State quarterback Devin Leary. Well, yeah, uh, definitely a lot of respect to Devin Leary. Uh, he's, he's a great quarterback, a uh, Heisman candidate, I, I heard. So uh, really just forcing him to make bad decisions, you know, uh, playing our style of defense, our style of ball, um, getting, all, getting their offense in um, second and long, third and long situations, and just getting off the field on third down. All right, we've got uh, more on our Pirate Report from the uh, players here. Uh, Holt Naylor's discussing the excitement of uh, the atmosphere in this one. Yeah, um, for me, I mean, we this team's played in big games before. I mean, we have we have a ton of experience coming back, so we've played in big games, and we know not to make it any bigger than it is. I mean, obviously it's an in-state school and it's a big game for us, but at the end of the day, it's just a win. Like, it's one tick in the win or loss column. Hopefully it's a win for us. But, uh, I mean, I think last year proved we went up there to App State and made a huge deal and ended up, you know, having a pretty good season after that. So, um we're just going to go out there. We felt we can compete with them. Um, we think they're a really good team. We think we're a really good team. So excited to see the matchup. Yeah, interesting uh, stuff there uh, as uh, we're getting ready for the uh, the big game uh, tomorrow. Uh, Holt Nailers on how the programs have changed since that last meeting at the beginning of uh, Mike Houston's tenure in Greenville. Keep in mind the Pirates also wrapped up uh, the uh, Scotty Moe era, uh, error, era. Uh, Coach Three Moera in uh, in eighteen with a uh, embarrassing defeat at NC State. They kicked our tail. Um, it's the program where it was at the time when we played them is not the program that it is now. Um, so we're excited to go out there and show that this program has changed and this program, the city has changed. Um, so we're excited to go out there and, and play them and kind of show them that. Old Naylor's asked about uh, his relationship with some of the NC State guys. Yeah, I mean, you can't really think about that too much. I do know a bunch of those guys because, I mean, they were in my final two, so I got recruited with a bunch of those guys, especially, I mean, they're they're really senior heavy, uh, fifth year heavy, so a bunch of those guys I got recruited with and kind of have relationships with, a bunch of them I played in the Strong Bowl with. So, I mean, I know them all really well. Devin, their quarterback, was my roommate and or one of my roommates in the Manning Passing Academy, so I know them pretty well. Um, obviously, I know Coach Jordan really well, too. So, I mean, there's a, a bunch of crossover there. Pirate Report here on the Patrick Johnson Show, 94.3 The Game, the flagship station of uh, the Pirates. Uh, Xavier Smith is uh, one of those stalwarts on the Pirate uh, defense. 
his thoughts entering the game tomorrow at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. Uh, I feel real, real calm. Uh, surprisingly, this time, uh, I know um, past years, you know, if you let the emotion get to you too much, it kind of psychs you out. So I'm trying to stay level-headed and just focus on our job and kind of relaying that to the team so we're all level-headed and, you know, go out there and be ready to do what we say we're going to do. All right, uh, more from uh, Xavier Smith uh, here. And uh, he talks about the improvement of the program since uh, he arrived on the scene and was recruited in uh, 2018. Xavier uh, Smith discussing that here on the PJ Show. I mean, it's been truly a blessing, to say the least. Like, I'm going to take credit for it because, you know, there's a lot of younger players that, and, you know, a lot of coaching that had to go into it as well. It wasn't just us, so it was a team effort. But year five, it's great to finally see, you know, to the things we say we're going to do back in 2018 when we're being recruited, saying we want to come here to change the program. And then it's been a roller coaster ride, obviously up and down, not going as fast as we wanted, but it's finally here. So it's very rewarding to finally be a part of that. Yep. Uh, and uh, final cut here from uh, Xavier Smith. Uh, he talks about how the crowd will play into the game tomorrow. Oh, I love it. Uh, the crowd definitely get me going. You know, COVID year was a humbling year for a lot. You know, they had to play a game with no noise. It was kind of easier, not easier, but easier to hear, easier to communicate. But, man, having a crowd packed out, I mean, it's, it's great. You know, we love it. We feed off that energy. We just got to do a good job communicating so we're all on the same page. Yeah, uh, and uh, there will be a 50-plus uh, thousand strong there tomorrow. It's going to be a lot of fun. Looking forward to it. Uh, on uh, tomorrow uh, with our coverage beginning at noon on uh, Pirate Game Day Countdown. And we've also got uh, coming up uh, for you uh, more of our uh, preseason show at the top of the hour. Henry Hinton and uh, Matt Dodge and Tony Collins will be bringing you uh, their thoughts on the upcoming uh, season and the game tomorrow against uh, NC State. So uh, the beat rolls on here on 94.3 The Game, and that is today's Pirate Report. And our uh, Pirate Report here on the PJ Show brought to you in part by QC Kinetics. Summer over, joint pain is still here for many of you. You've suffered through it during those warm weather months, and now with uh, the kiddos back to school and football season starting, uh, kids are uh, playing in those after-school uh, activities, uh, extracurricular activities. It's time to do something. Uh, give QC Kinetics a call now. You've been putting things off long enough. It's time to get real lasting relief from chronic pain in your knees, your back, your shoulder, your hips. QC Kinetics can get you moving again with cutting-edge regenerative treatments. No drugs, no downtime, no surgeries. Regenerative medicine uses highly concentrated healing properties from your own body to restore and repair damaged joint tissue. QC Kinetics, the nation's leader in this exciting breakthrough, natural approach to eliminating joint pain. Lots of people here have uh, done this, and they are living life to the absolute fullest pain-free. I want you to do the same thing. Don't assume that the old ways of dealing with joint pain are the only ways. Give QC Kinetics a call today and stop putting it off. Free consultation right here in Greenville, 252-765-PAIN. QC Kinetics available at 252-765-PAIN. That's 252-765-PAIN. Ben B-Baby Byram is standing by right now. He's got a uh, preview, certainly, of uh, ECU and uh, NC State tomorrow with some final words from the uh, head coaches. And uh, we've got uh, for you 
Uh, a rundown of the uh, high school football slate tonight. There were some games last night. Ben, with all those deets, ahead of uh, Daniel Garcia from AEW Wrestling and Joe Giglio with us uh, here in uh, the final half hour of the show. So uh, take it away, Ben Byram, for a 94-3 The Game Sports Flash update. Thanks, Patrick. A lot of bombs drop when it comes to sports news. Let's start with ECU as they have officially sold out tomorrow's game between uh, ECU and NC State and Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. There is a limited amount of student tickets still available, so if you're an ECU student, make sure to jump on that as they might already be sold out as I speak. In the meantime, College Football Playoff Committee has announced that there will be a 12-team playoff that will begin in 2026 unless earlier implementation is possible. The field will consist of six of the highest ranked conference champions and six highest ranked at-large teams. The first round will be on campus. The quarterfinals and semifinals will be at bowl sites. Wrapping it up for what happened in the high school slate last night. If JP2 defeated Catholic from Virginia 19-13, CBA Cock defeated North Lenore 44-6, Rocky Mountain Academy defeated Halifax Academy 40-9, Riverside defeated Northside 40-28, Green Central defeating Bedingfield 44-6, Six, Edenton dropped their game against Rocky Mount 28-21. Lakewood shut out Lejeune 64 to nothing. Herod Academy defeats Wake Christian 44-28. J.H. Rose handily beat defeats Northeastern 48-26. And Tarboro smacks North Edgecombe 48-15. Sorry about that, folks. In the meantime, that was Ben Byram here with your 94 through the game sports update. We'll hear from AEW's Danny Garcia ahead of AEW All Out on the other side of this quick time. Uh, uh, Brian Danielson, Daniel Garcia from AEW joining us here on the Patrick Johnson Show. Uh, it's great to have you on, Daniel. Thanks for taking some time. Of course, PJ. Thank you for having me. I like that introduction. See, that was a good hype introduction. So, yeah, I, I should be. I could be your hype guy. I know you have great hype guys in the JAS, <laughs> but just keep that in mind. If you need a, a short, stocky hype guy, I'm your guy. Just, just. Hey, we we might have to throw out Daddy Magic and put you in. There. <laughs> I. That guy's on a different level. I don't know if I can I can match that guy's <laughs> intensity. So uh, your mentor, Chris Jericho, and a guy who's you've wrestled and and beaten and is a hero of yours, Brian Danielson. Uh, they're 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 going to war on Sunday on the pay per view. I mean, are you going to be again in a, like in a shark cage above the ring again? Or are you going to be in a corner? What's going on? Oh, I hope they don't put me in the shark cage again. That was <laughs> terrifying. Swinging above the arena in the shark cage, that was scary. But, yeah, uh, yeah two, we have two of the greatest of all time going up against each other. My mentor against my hero, Chris Jericho versus Brian Danielson. It's going to be an amazing match. If I think it's going to, uh, it, it might steal the show. You have two of the best in the, two of the best ever. I don't know if it's considered a show stealer, but it very may well be the best match on the card. Well, if you go back, and I'm not calling – Jericho old, but I mean, if you go back kind of that generation, he was considered one of the guys that was one of the top three guys, maybe, right? And, and I don't think there's yeah. any doubt in this generation, Danielson is probably one of the top guys, if not the top guy, as, as far as, uh, you know, in the ring. So, I mean, you have two guys that have wrestled all over the world. I, I think it, it could steal the whole pay-per-view card, I think. Yeah, I mean, Jericho's still one of the best. I mean, he's one of the all-time best and still is today. The way that he's been able to change and evolve over his career and still stay relevant over 
over 30 something years, it's really impeccable. And like I said, I, I don't know if putting two of the greatest of all time in the ring together and them having a great match, I don't know if that's considered stealing the show. Cause I mean, you're going to expect them to have an amazing match, yeah. but I do think it's going to be the best match on the card. Daniel Garcia, who uh, many consider to be a guy that's just one of the future stars of, of pro wrestling I mean, or sports entertainment. We'll get more on that in a minute. But here's a guy who uh, is going to be a world champion and, and already has some belts that he's held and is holding. But, I mean, he's, he's going to be on the world stage, a world champ of, of AEW, many believe. What is it? Are you a wrestler or are you a sports entertainer? Which one is it? That's kind of at the, the core of this pay-per-view feud. That's the question that I've been trying to figure out myself over these past couple of weeks. Um, obviously, I'm, I'm a sports entertainer. Jericho, uh, I'm embracing his side of his views on what this business is. And then I stepped in there with Ryan, and I'm really starting to question my choices over these past couple months. And Chris, you know, he's, he's a very stubborn, hard-headed person. He likes things his way, and he wants to make me choose what I want to be. Mm. And it's a shame that I have to choose between two of the greatest of all time. I think that might uh, stifle some of my growth as a performer. Mm. So it's a shame that I'm going to have to pick, but I know it's a decision that I'm going to have to make sometime down the line. I wish I didn't have to, and I mean, we're just going to have to see where the show takes us. Well, I mean, who are you leaning towards on on Sunday right now? You know, we won't tell anybody. You can tell me. Who are you leaning towards? <laughs> I mean, as a fan, I'm just excited to see the match. I really have no idea who has the advantage in this match. I would say the one advantage that Jericho does have is he has a group of people with an undying loyalty to him. He has a very mm. large group, myself included, mm-hmm. of people who will do anything for him. We're the Jericho Appreciation Society. We appreciate Chris Jericho. That's what we do. And, uh, it's a group of people that will do anything for him. And there's not a lot of things in this life that can match the power of loyalty. Mm. So I think that's one thing that Jericho does have an advantage of on this side. That, that's the you. big glaring difference that I see. Yeah. Daniel Garcia, AEW, uh, with us here tonight is uh, their Rampage show on uh, TNT, 10 o'clock, and then the all-out pay-per-view on Sunday from Chicago. Now, Buffalo State is where you went to school. You're from the Buffalo area, upstate New York, correct? Yes, sir. Okay. All right. So are are you a Bills fan? I'm assuming you are, right? Yeah, I don't really watch a lot of football. Okay. Growing up in Buffalo and living in Buffalo, you got to be a Bills fan. Okay. Well, where I was coming from here, the great Daniel Garcia is with us here. Uh, I was thinking, you know, Bills Mafia, I'm sure you've been to a tailgate or two. These guys. Oh, yeah, of course. They'll jump through tables, and they set tables on fire and jump at the tailgate. And, I mean, you've, I'm sure, been put through a table. You've probably put guys through tables. That's no light manner right there, going through a table. And these these fans, it's nuts. It's, it's just it's crazy to me. Buffalo has a fandom when it comes to anything like no other. We're, we're a city that a lot of people think that Buffalo doesn't have a lot going for it. We're like a cold city. The winters are kind of miserable, you know, so Buffalo, Bills, and Sabres, that's really what we, uh, we tie our hitches to it, and we, uh, we go all out for them. <laughs> but that's the, those are the things that bring joy to most of the people in the city, no matter how bad we are at our sports. Yeah. Uh, the Bills are looking pretty good this year, so <laughs> this city might be set on fire if the Bills are a little too good this year. Now, you've never gone through a table at a, a tailgate, have you? 
No, never at a tailgate. Right. They're gonna, you gotta get if you gotta go through a table, you better be getting paid. That's all I'm gonna say. Oh yeah. Yeah. You gotta you cut the check if I'm going through. Right, right. You can't just jump through it because you've had a few uh, pops or anything. Uh, Daniel Garcia <laughs> is with us uh, here. Um, I, I, I'm sure you've told this story dozens, if not hundreds, of times. But I mean, you're a guy that uh, you were in an, an automobile accident, broke both your legs, and yet you were back wrestling six months after that. Um, that's pretty remarkable resolve. Um, again, you've, I'm sure you've told this a gazillion times, but I just props to you for, for, for coming back in a tough industry and not letting something like that slow you down. I, I think that's really admirable. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. It, it was definitely a hard road, uh, but I got a really good uh, support system of people around me who made it really uh, a lot easier for me along the way. Daniel Garcia is with us. I got to ask, because I feel like we're pals after this exchange. We'd love to have you back on any time. I mean, it's a, are you a wrestler or a sports entertainer? I got to ask that again. The journalist in me has to know which one are you, because I have a feeling I know what you are. But what, what at your core? PJ, I would love to tell you, man, but, uh, you know, I can't be saying this on the radio. I guess you're going to have to keep on tuning into <laughs> AEW Dynamite on TVS at 8 o'clock on Wednesdays and AEW Rampage on TNT on Friday nights. You're going to have to tune in. And, of course, the pay-per-view coming up this weekend, yep. uh, Jericho v. Brian Danielson and Daniel Garcia. Well, he, we know he won't be in a shark cage suspended above the ring. He, where he will be, we don't know, but we know he will be. Uh, he will be in sh- the Chicago uh, area. Uh, this was I will awesome. Be in Chicago. Yeah, this was awesome. Before you go, uh, I know Danielson's uh, been a great opponent for you, and you guys have had some epic matches, some really high level, just great stuff. Who is the favorite guy that you have, have ever gotten in the ring with? The favorite, the f- favorite match, favorite guy you've wrestled. I would have to say it's Brian Danielson. That's pretty good. Brian Danielson for, uh, from DDT over in Japan. He just had an excursion over in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Uh, Konosuke Takeshita. He is amazing. He I was in the ring with him at a PWG show in L.A., and he is unbelievable. He is going to be one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. I can promise you that. Hey, uh, really nice to speak to you. This was great, man. Thank you for uh, taking a few minutes with us. And, uh, again, I, I have a feeling I'll just have to wait to how it all plays out this, this weekend, I guess. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me, PJ. Nice guy there, Daniel Garcia. Enjoyed uh, having him on. All right, we'll break. We'll come back. Kind of a final word on uh, what's going down tomorrow. Joe Giglio, 99.9 The Fan, talked to him earlier today, and we'll get his thoughts on Pirates Pack next. Game. A little earlier today, we talked with the one and only Joe Giglio. Uh, we have him on frequently. We love Joe. He's got great uh, takes, but not hot takery. Well thought out analysis of what's going on. Uh, so let's go to that right now. Earlier today, Joe Giglio, 99.9 The Fan and WRL Sports Fan, joining the Patrick Johnson Show. Hello, Joe. Patrick, greetings. Happy college football season to you, sir. Week one, when are they just going to go ahead and make week zero week one? And are they worried that the NFL is going to dominate Labor Day? You're asking for there to be some sort of form of 
leadership in college football. I don't know if I'm prepared for that type of comedy this early in the morning, Patrick, okay. but I appreciate your sense of humor. Well, there is there is leadership. They're all voting today on expansion of the playoffs, Joe. That's the leadership right now. Oh, this. good. Good. Yeah. You know, the thing that should have been passed last year. Yeah. Well, yeah. Excellent. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we got the great Joe Giglio from 99.9, the fan afternoon host uh, there, and uh, also WREL sports fan. You going to be in Greenville tomorrow? I am. Oh, yes, sir. Okay. Looking good. forward to it. No, no. Yeah. I'm uh, Great. Uh, stop by our location outside the Town Bank Tower and say hello if you have time. Um, of course. We, uh, well, you, you look, you've covered NC State for a number of years. Uh, I'll just ask you, how good is this Wolfpack team in your mind? I think this is this is Dave Doran's best team in year 10. I think that's fair to say. Uh, I am 47 years old. I began my matriculation at NC State in 1993. I think this will has the potential to be their best team since I was anywhere near NC State. And... You could probably go back to 1979 when that's the last time they won mm-hmm. the ACC championship. Um, they were also picked to win the ACC that year, Patrick. It's the only time in the history of the conference that they were picked to win the conference. Uh, I do believe this is the first time maybe lucidly since 1979 that you could say NC State has as good of a chance as anyone else in the conference to win the ACC this year. I think those are all fair statements. Yeah, it starts up front, and the Wolfpack returned four starters again on the offensive line. 95 career starts among them. They did lose their best guy, uh, but but they're, you know, I, I just, I think that this is, not to say, there's two things that tomorrow comes down to me, and this is not to say that ECU is bad in these areas, but I think State's offensive line you know, they have the advantage, although I think the ECU line is going to be better up front. I think the NC State defense, especially with those linebackers back, are dynamite. And that's not to say ECU's defense is not good because it's going to be really, really good this season too. But I just think in a game that, you know, could be decided on some small, you know, moments, handful of plays, those two areas, as I look at it, really stand out for the Wolfpack. Yeah, defensively in particular, I think, Patrick, when you look at early season games, uh, I I think defense is ahead of the offense. And I think this NC State defense, you know, let's be be clear and honest here. You know, this is a group that would not exist under normal circumstances. And by that, I mean the pandemic gave everybody an extra year of eligibility. A lot of these players would have been fighting for training camp spots in the NFL. Uh, some of them would have been drafted, but not all of them. Uh, but you look at NC State, particularly on defense, they're older on defense, and it's it's a, it's a unique and unusual circumstance. And it's one last year that you saw the two teams who ended up in Charlotte, the two division winners, they were able to take advantage of that. You know, Pitt and Wake Forest last year were both older teams with guys who had used and take, took advantage of their extra year of eligibility. And I think that's what NC State really needs to do. On the offensive front, uh, John Garrison, their offensive line coach, has done really good work there. And, you know, Eki Aquanu, you know, last year, number six overall pick, All-American, great yeah. player. Yeah. You, you know, sometimes you, you do worry about obviously losing someone of, of that ilk. 
but I think the group will mostly be the same. I don't think they're dominant. I, I think there's room for improvement there. Um, but, you know, to me, to me, the real story for State is, is the defense. Pack have lost their last three road openers. NC State has lost three of their last four in Greenville. Now, granted, that is over a prolonged period of time. <laughs> three road openers. <laughs> yeah. you got to go back like 50 years. Yeah, yeah. Well, look. No, that's a problem for NC State. Mostly, yeah. But. Well, but, no, but what I'm saying is there's that uh, NC State stuff that exists. And sure, look, I'll make sure. no bones about this. I'm not a I'm not a Dave Doran guy. I don't I don't believe in Dave. He's done a hell of a job, but I just, I, I don't think I, I I'm not there yet with him. So I I, I put mm-hmm. the I put the advantage. This is not a Greenville ECU statement. I, I put the advantage head coaching going to with Mike Houston. So, um, but how did how does the Wolfpack? Because I mean that's a real thing, isn't it? The NC State stuff is a real thing, right? Well, my co-host and I, Joe Oviat, we uh, we tried to take care of that. We performed a, a curse reverse ceremony. A seance at the beginning. Yeah, no, different. Oh, at the beginning of this year, and, and I'm I'm not going to draw a straight line between injuries at certain programs and our ceremony, but I will just say that a lot of good things have happened for NC State since we started. Ah, since we performed said ceremony, which included. Uh, burning portions of personal fouls, the, the book that you might be able to, yeah. to, uh, mm-hmm. to draw, you know, uh, the beginning of NC State stuff, too. So we're doing our part here um, in Raleigh to take care of such Look, I, I, I got a lot of Wolfpack friends, uh, and uh, in all kidding aside, I don't believe what Courtney Bangard said was is true about the NC State fan. Not, not a blanket statement. By the way, was that, uh, was that just some... Off-season silliness, much ado about nothing. Um, I don't really know what her motivations were. I kind of went into <laughs> detail with this about the t- at the time. You know, she went to Dartmouth. She has an engineering degree mm. from an Ivy League school or mm-hmm. a neuroscience. I mean, she's extremely bright. Uh, the comments were idiotic and, and not about the, the, the class of NC State fans. I'm sure there were comments made behind the bench. Uh, when she was in Raleigh, that were were classless. Um, but for her to be like, NC State doesn't matter, or NC State's not relevant in Silly. women's basketball. Silly. Um, they've won the league three years in a row, and you haven't even so much as won a conference tournament game yet. So perhaps think about what you're saying before you say it. Okay, back to football. Uh, ECU wins tomorrow if what? I think... ECU needs probably a similar formula to the one they had in 2016. NC State makes some mistakes penalty-wise. You know, they're sloppy procedurally before the whistle, uh, before the snap. You probably need a few boneheaded breaks like they got in 16. You know, the fake field goal, the the two-point try, which was uh, a play NC State had never run before under Dave Doran and has not run since under Dave Doran. You and remember that day, Philip Nelson, uh, not not Prince, but Philip Nelson, <laughs> just made an unbelievable the, the Minnesota transfer. Uh, he's probably at home watching tape of that to this day. I know I would be. I'd be playing <laughs> Glory Days by Bruce Springsteen and watching the. I believe it was twenty two straight completions that he had in that game. Yeah. Um, this sounds like I am mocking the Pirates right now. I'm not. It was an. I was a phenomenal effort by their quarterback that day. You add it all up, and it's still a three-point win for the Pirates. 
so it, that shows you kind of the, the talent discrepancy there. Yeah. But I think I think ECU really needs to get NC State off schedule and in a situation where uh, the Wolfpack is doubting themselves. And I think that would be the key. I, I talked to Mike Houston on my program last week, mm-hmm. super impressed, not only with his work at ECU, you know, the season last year that they were able to put together, but, you know, James Madison and Lenore Ryan, and, you know, he's, He's just been outstanding, and now he's built programs. So I know ECU is going to be a good football team. Um, one of the things I said uh, to a different ECU affiliate there was, think of it this. I think of it this way: ECU comes to Raleigh in 2013. Shane Carden, that team would have beaten anything that NC State put in front of them. That was, in my opinion, ECU's best team. And I think that's how you probably should look at NC State. This is Dave Doran's best team. And unless Shane Carden and the rest of the crew come out of the, the stands on Saturday, I just kind of don't see how ECU finds a way um, against this type of NC State team, if that makes sense. Yeah. Let me give you uh, a chance to talk uh, briefly on App and UNC, which is going on simultaneously uh, to the ECU-NC State game tomorrow at Kid Brewer Stadium in Boone. Is are the Tar Heels as shaky defensively as they let on last week? I don't think so. Um, I, I watched that Florida A&M game, and maybe I watched a different game, but I just saw a lot of talent on and on North Carolina's defense. I saw a lot of talent on the offensive side of the ball, particularly at running back, which I thought they were notably missing last year, and. I saw a team, yeah, defensively, they gave up some plays. But, Patrick, it's it's 2022, (laughs) and the game of football has changed. And when they needed to make plays in the fourth quarter, they did. And I think that's how a lot of games are going to go and have gone in college football. Defense is about making the stops when you need them. It's not, you know, this isn't the 2,000 Ravens or the 85 Bears anymore. And you're not just going to suffocate teams and hold them to a field goal, 16 punts. (laughs) <laughs> so I, I I'm not overreacting to Carolina's performance against Florida A and M. So you got the you like the heels tomorrow. I do, I do. Uh, I'm having a hard time getting the last thing I saw out of App State out of my brain, and, mm. and surely, you know, they were missing some players in that bowl game. Um, but I just think again, it's a situation where, assuming Josh Downs plays, if he mm-hmm. doesn't, that changes it a little bit for mm-hmm. Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, he's such a huge part of what they do, but I, I just, I just think North Carolina is a far superior talented team. And in most cases that usually will take you a long way. If you're... I actually think in, yeah. I actually think in both cases, Patrick, in these two games, you know, ACC versus other state schools, the, the noon start, I think hurts both of the home team, mm-hmm. you know, a night game, you get in there, that place would be lubricated on both, both ends of the state here. And I, I do think it is a, an advantage for both uh, NC State and North Carolina being on the road in those games being played at noon. Interesting. Uh, we've got uh, Joe Giglio, 99.9 The Fan. A couple of uh, just quick hits for you. Uh, tonight we have uh, Duke and Temple. Now, I understand Temple uh, is a little bit of a dumpster fire. I think Duke will be more buttoned up. Uh, any uh, – I mean, obviously, I still think it's going to be a tough season, but uh, – you know, any any hope springs eternal for uh, the Blue Devils and a new head coach? I think there has to be. 
for Mike Elko, I think they made a really smart hire. He spent a lot of time with Dave Clawson, not just at Wake Forest, but at uh, Fordham and Richmond as well. I, I think they made a really good hire, but I'm not sure he's going to be able to snap his fingers and, and turn that thing around oh, instantaneously. Yeah, no, no. Um, I do, I do wonder what in the world, what in the name of Matt Rule and Al Golden has happened at Temple, <laughs> that they're a nine-point dog in that game, given we know nothing about Duke's roster, and that Duke's roster, you know, has been com- kind of completely turned over. Mm-hmm. So, um, <laughs> I'll watch probably the first half of that game. Yeah, <laughs> Check oh, it I got out, you. you know. I got you. I feel like Temple has had a better program than that, but. Uh, last night, the uh, backyard brawl or whatever it is, the pit, uh, West Virginia thing. Does that is that a case where West Virginia should have been in the ACC? Oh, I've I've been saying forever. West Virginia, East Carolina are two brands that care about football and, and why they you know why the ACC turned up their noses academically at those two schools, only to suddenly find religion and allow Louisville in. Right. Um, yes. Just yes. Just never made any sense to me. Um, NC State played up at, at West Virginia in 2019. It was the second time I was actually up there. And it's just a phenomenal football town. And happy for Pitt to play, that they got a chance to play West Virginia for the first time in 11 years. You know, Pitt, I don't think, should be in the ACC. But right. I do think Pitt should regularly play Penn State and West Virginia. My gosh, what what are you doing if you're pit football and you don't regularly play those two schools? Um, so there's that. Uh, one quick note on here: um, John Gilbert, ECU's director of athletics, uh, a little bit ago on the uh, morning show that I'm on, made the comments that he does not get a feel that there's an appetite for the NC State ECU series to continue from the Wolfpack perspective beyond the two scheduled meetings that are coming up over the next uh, couple of years. Um, doesn't seem like there's any movement on the UNC front for as far as ECU scheduling goes. At, at least State and ECU should play every well, If not every year, somewhat regularly, right? I like how it's set up right now that they are scheduled to play every three years. You stagger that with Carolina. I like how that's set up, and I wish – my hope would be it would continue. I think you have so many different factors in play now with the playoff expanding, with are they going to go to automatic bid? Um, you know, we'll see. I think uh, NC State announced the series with App State this, yeah. this week, and I'm like, I'm not sure those games are going to happen. Like <laughs> – Again, this requires some sort of faith in um, leadership in college football, but I don't know how many um, non-conference games are going to be played going forward. And if TV has their way, which of course they're going to have their way, I wouldn't be surprised if it goes, you know, uh, like we saw in the pandemic, if it was only one non-conference game per year and maybe 10 conference games. Uh, Yeah, 10 conference games. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. We'll see. Hey, Joe, great to talk to you, and uh, hope it's a uh, fun weekend for you, though you'll be working. I hope it's an enjoyable game tomorrow. Absolutely. Looking forward to the trip, and I'll definitely stop by and see you, Patrick. Always appreciate you taking your time for me. Great to have Joe Giglio on, and thank you for being with us uh, here today. Patrick Johnson show on a uh, Friday. Uh, we have uh, coming up uh, for you tomorrow, 
uh, our coverage of ECU beginning at 9 a.m. here on 94.3 The Game, the Bushlight Pirate Game Day Countdown with Terrence Copper and yours uh, truly. So we hope you'll join us for our day-long coverage. Big thanks today to Ben Byram. Uh, also, big thanks to our guest, Daniel Garcia and Joe Giglio, for uh, being with us. Uh, really nice to have uh, both those guys on. Stay tuned. Uh, coming up, it'll be the preseason pigskin preview. McLawhorn and Russell, Counselors at Law, brings you Henry Hinton, Matt Dodge, and Tony Collins coming up right at the top of the hour here as they look ahead to the uh, Pirate football season. Have a great and safe Labor Day weekend. Ben will be in Monday. I'll see you Tuesday and tomorrow for Pirate Game Day Countdown.